Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Welcome to the Kinetic PE Mix Show with your host, DJ Potential. And don't forget, if you're here all the way through, you're going to hear some bonus music from our guests. Uh, hello, my people, my people. Welcome back to another amazing show. Uh, this is the Kinetic PE Mix Show on the WTLB Digital Broadcast Transform You Radio, uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I'm your host, as always, DJ Potential, a.k.a. Marcus. Uh, I decided to, you know, go ahead and slide in another one, a bonus one for you guys on, on today's show uh, on uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, so uh, we, we had uh, two other uh, guests early on, and uh, this one is being added on. Uh, you will also be able to find this particular uh, recording as a standoff, too. So you probably you know, bumped into it and, and you stumbled across it. And, you know, and it's maybe after Thanksgiving. Uh, so uh, a late happy Thanksgiving to you guys uh, who's uh, finding this after uh, in the archives on, on the podcast. Uh, no. uh, so uh, today's guest. Uh, you know, definitely, I'm uh, pretty uh, humbled and pretty honored to have him. Uh, he's uh, he's making headways in the industry, also uh, as a podcaster himself. Uh, he has a you know a unique uh, interviewing style uh, where he just have an open dialogue uh, and share stories. You know, it's just cutting the breeze. And you know, Mister Mister Big T is with us today uh, to uh, you know just just chop it up with us here on on the Connected PE Mix Show. Uh, what's going on, Big T? Hey, man, thanks for having me here, Marcus. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I, I am the host of the I Can't Make This Up podcast. I can't with a K. Um, the Landover legend, a.k.a. Big T. And, you know, I'm here to, you know, let the people know a little bit about myself and about my show. And, you know, basically where I came up with the idea from it was having a life full of crazy adventures and, and mm -hmm. stories and telling people about it and letting them know you know, all this stuff ain't, it ain't fake. You know, I got witnesses that let you know, you know, I've been chased by squirrels up trees and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, the, the more we experience life and when you walk in, in, in your shoes, I, I, I think what people tend to forget that is your shoes you walk in. And, you know, so, and you, you know, and I think um when you, you know, strip down that vulnerability and you share it. I think that's brave, brother. And uh, I, I think um, people really appreciate you for doing that. Um, I think that's why you you starting to build a, a nice little base around you. Uh, so uh, tell us about that courage. Where, where did that courage come from, man? Um, the courage to uh, go on and just... Just, just, uh, just say, hey, man, I'm just gonna go ahead and just say whatever, you know, and it, you know, um, and not so much saying whatever, but you know, really just share these stories. To be quite honest with you, it it wasn't really courage; it was just me being me. Mm -hmm. um, some people say I have the gift of gab, and for me, I just like talking. I think a good conversation is like soothing, you know. 
So in the midst of that, you know, I have a very stoic demeanor. So people never, you know, really know what's going on unless I tell them. And then when I do tell them, it's like, wow, like you lying. I'm like, no, I got witnesses. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, so like, I'm just curious, like, give us, give us, give us something, you know, what, what, what's something that like, you know, probably that then came out that, you know, that probably would like, you know, kind of like wild our audience here today. Um, I tell you what, it it sounds crazy, but um, I met a serial hitchhiker once, and I know that sounds like a, a mixture between a hitchhiker and a serial killer, but it's a, it's, it's a little bit more to it than that. So, about seven years ago, it was the fall. I'm sitting outside my house, and I'm in Maryland, so. It's uh, between seven and nine o'clock, something like that. So it's dark and I'm working on my car and this older gentleman walks up to me and asks me if I know when the next time uh, a certain bus is coming by here. I said, hey, man, I think the last bus came about 20 minutes ago. He said, damn. And then he just stood there awkwardly, not saying anything. So I'm like, "Okay." so I closed (laughs) the hood of my car. And I started to walk away and then he asked me what year it was. And I told him and we had a little back and forth and he actually looked like he was like in his sixties or seventies, something like that. Right. So, you know, I was, I was cold, but I kind of wanted to be respectful of the conversation he was trying mm-hmm. to have. So as I walked away, he asked me, could I give him a ride home? And I, you know, I, I wasn't too comfortable with that, but I was like, if it was my uncle or my grandfather, I wouldn't want him stuck outside in the way. Either. Yeah. So I said, sure. But I went in the house and grabbed my protection just in case something crazy popped off, exactly. you know? So uh, I'm giving him a ride and he's uh, he, he lives in DC, which is right uh, next to where I, I, I live in Maryland. And He's asking, uh, he's asking me, could I take him to a, a pretty rough neighborhood that I'm familiar with? Mm. And I'm like, sure. You know, if I drop him off and leave, it shouldn't be too much trouble. Mm. And he's giving me directions to his house. And he's like, you know, make a left here, make a right here. Watch out. It's a speed camera over this next hill. And I'm like, for an old guy, he's he's on it. You know, like yeah, you're pretty sharp. Like uh, that from what the initial conversation. <laughs> exactly. So I was just like, you know, maybe this will be all right. And I won't have anything negative happen. So uh, we pull up to the address he gives me and he hops out the car and he starts patting his pockets like he's looking for his key. And initially he offered me 20 bucks for gas. And I'm like, you know, uh, you know, now that I got him here, I'm not really worried about it, but I want to make sure that, you know, he's good. So then he starts like frantically patting his pockets like he's lost something. And he goes up to the door and he tries to open it and it's not open. So he's like, I can't believe he locked me out. And I'm like, who are you talking about? I'm, I figured that he was too old to, you know, have a roommate. So mm. it was kind of crazy. <laughs> so he's pulling all his papers out of his pocket. He has a folder with like some envelopes and stuff in it. And there's a phone number on there from a lady named Ashley. And it's a cell phone number. So I was like, hey, is this your this your roommate or somebody I can call to 
try to let you in. And he's just mumbling to himself. Mm. He mumbles to himself. Then he walks off. He walks off and it goes behind the house. I'm not yeah. going to follow him. So I'm like, maybe he's going to go in through like uh, the back door or something like that. Right. He, I hear him banging on the window saying, let me in. Let me in. Stop playing. Let me in. And I'm like, this is this is this isn't turning out as good as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> exactly. So he comes back up front and now he's mumbling to herself. So I'm like, hey, man, is there somebody I can call that can let you in? Because um, it's obviously you can't get into your own house. Right. And he's, he's not really responding to me. He's just like talking to herself. So I called a number on the envelope that I see. It goes straight to voicemail. I call back again. I leave a voicemail. I'm like, hey, I'm outside of this address of this house with this guy. Um, he can't get in. He's starting to be non-responsive. Could you give me a call back in the next 10 minutes? So I'm going to call the police. So I don't get a response back. I call the non-emergency number. Mm-hmm. Um, and I let them know where I'm at. I tell them exactly what the situation is. They say they're going to send somebody. So the lights come on in the house and I see somebody come downstairs and the, and the lights in the foyer come on. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, hey, man, somebody's there. They're going to let you in. So, you know, I'm get, gathering his stuff and I'm handing it to him. And he goes up to the door and I hear people talking, but nothing's happening. Yeah. So the so he starts banging on the door and I'm like, man, this is crazy. <laughs> so I'm like, I, maybe they beef and we owe them money. I don't know. Me personally, I just want to, I just want to go home at this point. Exactly. You know? So the, the mail slot opens up and someone says, you don't live here. And then it closes. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, are you sure you're at the right house? Do you, do you stay across the street? This is, this is a, a, a set of row houses. So they kind of all look the same. I'm like, he must be disoriented of something. Right. 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 So I'm like, look, man, like we got to go because right now it looks like we're trying to break in this house. So he's he's just like muttering to himself. And I'm like, man, this is crazy. I look to my left. I see police lights. So I step out on the street and I wave them down. And then I hear two other cars pull up behind me and it's more police. Hmm. And I was like, that's that's a lot of cars for a non-emergency. <laughs> exactly. So then. Then the gears start clicking in my head. Wait a minute. I have them all black. He has them all black. He's been banging on this people's house. And I've just been sitting here looking like I'm up to no good. They get out with their guns drawn. Mm. I go to my knees with my hands behind my head. And the first thing I say out of my mouth is, let me explain. Lady cop walks up to me, asks me what I'm doing here. I explain the exact same scenario. And... They separate me and the old guy. They're talking to him. They're talking to me. They go through my car. They do the whole search and everything. They run my name. And after they run my name and come back and figure out that, you know, I don't have any like, you know, misdemeanors or nothing like that. They ask me again what I'm doing there. I explain it to them again very slowly. So the people that actually live in the house come outside and they said, this guy has done this seven oven times before he used to live at this house 50 years ago mm-hmm. and he has dementia. So he's been coming back to this house every time he has an episode. 
I just so happened to have brought him this time. Wow. So once they once they realized that, they run his name, and I could hear back over the police radio that earlier that morning he had escaped from St. Elizabeth's Hospital, which is a mental facility. Yeah. And just so happened to wind up on my street that night and ask me for a ride. Oh man. <laughs> oh. Ooh, yeah, you, yeah, you could have been in some serious trouble, man. <laughs> but just just a time, like, you know, I, I'm just I'm just thinking about the time that was like, you know, kind of killed in that day. You know, <laughs> did, did that kind of occur to you? <laughs> well, that whole that whole process took about two hours. So, yeah. so from beginning to like all the way to end? Yeah, that was about two hours. That's know? a lot. That's a lot in two hours. Yeah, yeah. It was it was bad. And you know, the worst part was um like I had my car running the whole time. Yeah. So my gas tank went on E and I went to the cop and I was like, hey, you know, uh this guy said he was gonna give me some money for gas, and now I'm about to run out of gas. You think you can help me out? And he just bust out laughing. They they actually all the cops just start laughing. Oh yeah. And he hands me twenty dollars and walks off. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least the cops were like nice enough to give you know give you you know give you something to, <laughs> to yeah. get you back home at least. <laughs> after after laughing at my uh, horrible situation. Right. <laughs> so man. Talk about like you know just what niceness gets you, you know, you know, in this world. So like I be like it does do you feel like like just looking at that situation that like many other situations have landed you, you know, uh like many similar situations that like you know you've been landed in similar similar situations like that because of like you know, like um, you know. Uh, openness to you know okay hey i'm just gonna be open to this you know i'm just gonna go into this like this oh like me being too trusting yeah just yeah kind of trusting you know kind of you know i mean because there's not many people like that around you know and i I didn't feel feel you know like kind of victim to that too you know like you know yeah you know i mean because like i I think you kind of give people the benefit of the doubt sometimes you know too you know, and um, I, I think, you know, like you, you try to see, you know, the, the possibility of the situation, you know, the, the, the many possibilities of the situation, you don't really necessarily look at like, okay, well, this going to go bad, you know. Yeah, I, um, I, I guess I could say I was, I've always been trusting, right. but I look at it like that could have been me mm-hmm. and I could have been lost. Somebody else could have ignored him and, you know, he could have wandered into the woods or something and froze to death that night. Like it dropped down to 28 degrees that night. So I was like, I guess better for me to have a crazy night and him be someplace safe at the end of it, opposed to, you know, the worst happening to him, you know? Yeah. At the end, it did kind of work out, you know, for for him, too, you know, because like he, he got back to where he's supposed to be. And then, you know, I mean, it, it cost you two hours, but that two hours, you know, saved, did say, like you said, it did save his life. That's the bigger picture of it. Yeah. 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 I, I don't let it deter me anymore. Mm-hmm. I used to feel like I was cursed, but then I started to realize maybe it, it's a life lesson I need to learn, maybe, you know? Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, yeah you know what? That, that makes a lot of sense, too. You know, um, 
And I, I think, you know, if you if you look at look at it that way, you know, people people tend to like have this tendency they want to like they want to reduce their suffering, um, you know, for a certain type of outcome, you know, uh, and like so because like you, you kind of like in this mix of like okay, well, you know, do I want do I want the outcome more than I do like you know the suffering, you know, the reducing the, the reducing the suffering at the, this particular moment, you know, so like. Yeah, I, it, that's tough. You know, that's tough. You know, because like you know, there's 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 always uh you know some many many possible outcomes, but like that suffering, you know, in that particular moment, you can't do nothing about that. You know, but like sometimes that suffering is necessary to get like you know uh, get to the to the next possible outcome. Yeah, I heard somebody say one time um, that. Even if someone wastes time, which is something no one can get back, you can't pay for it, you can't make up for it, mm-hmm. it's something that can't be replaced, you can always get something from that. So if you know that someone asks you for a ride and it ended up being a pointless, you know, that's that's a lesson to not offer that person that generosity anymore. Right. Or, you know, buying certain things that you want to try out. Hey, I learned that I don't like this or so it's not good. Now I know I won't do it in the future and I won't waste my money, which is wasting my time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, has it, has it been other stuff like where, you, where you've been like, you know, you know, or even in this situation, like, you know, would you would you do it again? Um, Hesitantly, yes. Yes. Um, Proceed with, very, with caution. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm selective <laughs> on my generosity, you know, but, right. you know, I've been in situations where, I've I've needed a jump and I've been at the gas station and have, you know, 20 out of 21 people turn me away. It wasn't until I got to the 21st person that they actually was like, hey, let me help you out, you know? Mm -hmm. So I would expect that, you know, I can be the 21st person for somebody else. You know, a lot of people these days, they're selfish, you know, and it's all, all because of, you know, being hurt in the past or past experiences that they they haven't gotten over like they shrugged it off or they keep it down deep inside and i'm just like you know that's not how you grow that's how you stay wounded and shut off from the world and we don't need that we need people to you know evolve and grow yeah that's a, that's a lot of wisdom to, to get from that man you know really appreciate that you know so you know you 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 get guests on your on your show too from time to time correct Yes. Yes. Um, I mainly uh, interview uh, people that I find that are, you know, starting a new venture or Mm -hmm. uh, people that I want to, uh, you know, tell their story or give them their perspective on a certain subject. Uh, I like to, you know, I like to keep it more like a conversation opposed to it being an interview. I don't want anybody to feel like they're forced or have to come up with the right answer or anything like that. Yeah. I wanted to be free flowing. The more comfortable you are, I believe the better my interview will be. Yeah, that, that's that's a better way to approach things. You know, people nowadays, you know, they think there's a there's this correct way uh, communication, you know, and that that really subtracts the the naturalness, you know, from from people, you know, uh, and and that's where 
where people begin. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner and to start having that that anxiety uh, about you know about interviews that anxiety about you know uh uh who they are and and and, and being able to be who they are uh you know so so yeah these these rules sometimes are you know they, they really do get kind of kind of uh irritating <laughs> so you know like, like like for me for example i, I got i got a real bad stutter <laughs> you know like i i got you know and i and i have had this stutter you know uh ever since i was uh, ever since i was younger uh but i have you know with practice i have uh, you know it have, it's gotten better you know but but i embrace it though i embrace it a little bit embrace a little bit more now you know that i'm older and you know so i like I, you know i talk and i like you know this, this is who i am <laughs> yeah i learned at an early age that ain't nothing you could change about you no nah, you can't it's how you take what people you know throw on you or say about you or perceive you you know you can either run for it or you can embrace it and throw it back in their face right you know because uh, i actually got a friend who actually he has a bad stutter and it lessened as he got older but once he gets excited you know, it it, uh, it ramps up even more. Yeah, it comes out. <laughs> so it wasn't until it actually it wasn't until you said something that I even noticed it. Because, <laughs> right. you, know? you know, it's just like, you know, no one's perfect. Everyone has flaws mm -hmm. or something you might see as a flaw, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So that, yeah, that's and, and it's actually not a flaw, you know, and I, I don't even see it as a flaw. It, it, it to me is a reminder that like, OK, that like I, I have all these different collection of thoughts and it's and it's great that I have these these thoughts and I, I really want to get them out. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's it's also a reminder, like, hey, you know, slow down. You know, sometimes you need to slow down. You know, so I, I like I like having that that indicator, you know, it's that natural indicator for me. You know, uh, once I start having the slow down, okay, oh there it is. Okay, slow down slow down and and get back right back in the moment with you know with whoever you're talking with and and allow them to either digest what you're saying or digest what you what you say process what you're saying you know and um and, and wait for that next thought to come you know so it's yeah so it, some some flaws people what people perceive as flaws they they really you know really good you know good handicaps you know for uh for like you know helping you you know th these handicaps are actually uh you know good uh good good things to help you you know uh, in, in in different situations yeah um are you familiar with a comedian comedian named to hear more uh i think i heard uh, uh to hear more but I, I i never seen any bits you know and uh for me you know to to, to be a uh, a former comedian well i guess you never stop being a comedian but <laughs> so like well yeah i, I think i heard it to me well, i never seen any bits but yeah he's uh he's from uh, east st louis he's out in la now mm -hmm. he um he has a pretty nice following i actually been following him for a while but he he was he has a i don't want to say he has he's uh has a stutter 
but he messes up words so much and people make fun of him so much. He came up with a game show called Wording is Hard. And I thought that was dope that he embraced, you know, one of his weaknesses. Right. And it's actually pretty funny, man. You should check it out. It's on YouTube called Wording is Hard. That's cool, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm going I'm going to check that out. So he's a YouTuber. Huh? Yeah, he's a comedian and he's a content creator. Okay. Uh, he hosted several different shows. He has uh, actually about four shows on YouTube. Also, mm-hmm. um, he works with uh, All Deaf Digital and a bunch of different creators. Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, a couple of those creators uh, from All Deaf inspired me to come up with my podcast or they gave me an idea of something I was thinking about in the back of my mind for years. Oh, man, that's what's up. So, yeah, so, like, you you got anybody, like, you you really, really want to interview that, like, you know, that that dream interview? Because, like, we I know we all got got those those dream interviews as podcasters. And, uh, you know, like, uh, there's a couple of people I, I, I definitely wish I, uh, you know, well, it ain't no wish. I, I know I'm going to reach out to him one day. Oh, uh, to be to be quite honest with you, I would love to sit and have a conversation with Eddie Murphy. And mm-hmm. um, I know that he's had like dozens of people who want to interview him and ask him the same old questions. But I would rather sit and have a conversation with him and also let him know like he was one of my greatest inspirations coming up. And, you know, not just as a, a comedian, but as the one of the first persons that made me like die hard laugh like before i even mm-hmm. realized what movies were like i seen coming to america when i was like three or four mm-hmm. and then i see him in beverly hills cop and i'm like why does prince hakeem not speaking african <laughs> and why is he a cop now and, and then i realized oh this, he's an actor he's just right. funny in anything he does you know exactly yeah, he, he was one of the best ones to do it man like uh, he, he real good crossover actor uh, real good comedian. I, I loved him in Delirious. You know, I, I love his. I love his stand up. You know, um, I love him when he when he first stand up. Did his first stand up. You know, with with the leather on, with all the leather on. That was dope. <laughs> so, you ever you ever seen seen that? You know? Yeah, I, I've seen Delirious. I've seen yeah. Raw. I've seen, seen Raw. Yeah, I've seen ninety nine percent of his movies. I think it's maybe a handful that I haven't seen. I've. I am a a diehard Eddie Murphy fan. Like I still watch, you know, Forty Eight Hours, Golden Child, uh, Nutty Professor. Uh, Man, Golden Child was man, that was dope. Yeah, yeah. I I love Golden Child. My favorite movie right now is Dolomite Is My Name, and I know he's going to get that. Just came out, right? Yeah, it came out last year, and he's definitely going to get an award for that, man, because he did he did the damn thing on that movie. You know, I ain't seen it yet, so I definitely got to check that out. You know, so you know, um, I've been hearing hearing things about it, so I, I definitely want to check that out and see, you know, see, you know, see what what the production was like on that one. You know, but the I even like I even like some of his music. You know, people people like find you know, kind of like look past his music a little bit. He he did some music, you know, back then. You know, is this one song that I really like with him and Rick James, uh, "Party All the Time." Yeah, I, I really, I actually really like that song, man. Like, you know, it's, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of funny hearing him, you know, do music. But he did music for that little short, short period, and I really like party all the time. Yeah, he, he, he's, he never stopped making music. Actually, he has, he has quite a few albums out. He just did a, a, 
an album I think Snoop Dogg was on and yeah and a couple of other people I can't think off the top of my head but yeah um I, I in the interview I saw a few years ago he actually said you know I never stopped making music really I just stopped releasing it so he, he just never really released anything and really made it a big deal not not all of it so he probably has a discography like Tupac but you know it's not it's not all out there but if you if you look it up, check it out, you'll definitely see more than just you know the albums he had from the 80s. Yeah, them 80s tracks, man. You know, there's something about that Asian music, man. Like uh I you know, uh, you might call me old here, but you know, like uh, but I, I really like that that you know, the 80s groove. So some of that some of that stuff like it, it just really sounds good, you know. Like you, you know, you, you so like you 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 listen to music, you know, it's, it's stuff you like you know, really pop on, you know, you, uh you, you got an intro, you know, uh, that like uh, you that they kind of like uh, that's rocking, rocking for you. Uh, you mean an intro to a song or you mean an intro to my show? Yeah, kind of both. Like, you know, a, a, a song that you really like right now that's really rocking for you. And then, then your intro music for your actual uh, show. Um, I'm a fan of the old school. Um, I appreciate new artists like J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar, um, J.I.D., uh, uh J Rock. Um, you know, I like I like the baby. Um, but give me old juvenile, give me old outcast, give me UGK, <laughs> give me yeah. Project Pat. Right. You know, give me the fat boys. You oh, know, yeah, yeah you the know, boy, yeah. give me Stevie Wonder. You know, uh -huh. all these type of things resonate with me different. The music from the 80s was different. The 80s period. I'm actually jealous I didn't grow up in the 80s. I was just born in it. You know, yeah, me too. They, <laughs> I was yeah, just born. They had the best, they had the best dance music. The 90s mm -hmm. had the best party music in my right, opinion. right. Exactly. Yeah, man. I was just listening to some Project Pack the other day. You know, they came on Series XM, you know. So like uh Shout out to uh, Shay Four Five. You know, you know they had it in uh, some project pack in the, in the mix. I said, man, you know this this stuff just still sound good. You know, it, it doesn't lose its flavor. You know, so uh, some real substance to you know uh, you know maybe we just a little bias here, but <laughs> it's just substance to the music. Uh, I, I know there's a lot of drill drill music nowadays, and uh, but you know a lot of a lot of what they use they they borrowed. Uh, from the formula, of, uh, you know, of the '90s and, and early uh, 2000s, you know, so and then a lot of some some of the '80s too, you know. So, yeah, indeed. Uh, now, in in terms of like what you want to do, you know, with your podcast, like you know, uh, what, you know, what what visions you got for it? Um, I want to grow my audience up to the point that. They follow all the content that I have coming up in the future. Um, I'm actually working on two other shows. Um, right. I have an idea for a uh, video series I want to drop on YouTube. Okay, it's, it's kind of like a what if type deal, right. and I'm actually working on building a production team on that. Um, my goal is to grow Landover Legend Studios, which is mm. the company that I'm creating that's going to you know, house the area for my show and for any type of content creation as well. I'm going to be um, shipping my merchandise out of. Mm -hmm. And I kind of want to see what it involves too. I want to get to a point where I'm maintaining multiple streams of income and I'm working for myself because, you know, I got a nine to five, but 
I, I realized a few years ago working for somebody else is not where it's at. So, uh-huh. you know, I want to make myself my own boss and create a create my own my own table to pull other people into. You know. Yeah, I love that, man. I love that definitely. With just a little bit, a little bit of left time left here, man. You know, there's many people, you know, who who definitely is like kind of like still kind of absent of the world of podcasts and, and, and still kind of don't get it. <laughs> so, uh, but it, it is people that's curious about it, and, you know, and, and, and kind of want to uh, know more about it and they may want to step their feet into it and whatnot. Um, now, if you could say anything to those people out there and, and those who, you know, who are, you know, just already up on game and, you know, and already know, um, about podcasting and how to find it and, and all that good stuff. Uh, what would you say to those people out there? Just try whatever, whatever you come up with, edit it up as best as you can and put it out there and just keep going. Practice. Practice makes perfect. And if you fail a bunch of times, you're going to get it right after, you know, you figure it out, figure out your own formula and what works for you. I myself, I was hesitant to even release my first episode because I'm like, who wants to hear me have a conversation with somebody? But surprising enough, I had more supporters than I thought. So, you know, that that gave me the confidence to just keep trying. And then as I did that, I started having people reaching out to me, you know, giving me ideas or wanting to be on the show. So once you get that boost of confidence or it resonates with you to, you know, see what happens from this idea that you put out there. You kind of, you kind of get fulfilled and you figure out, you know, where you want to go with it. You know, you'll, you'll know after you start trying, you know, actually trying, not just, you know, doing a half-assed job. So yeah, you got to take it seriously if that's what you're going to do. If not, just figure out what's, what's best for you. Figure out what, what doesn't feel like work. Cause for me, podcasting doesn't feel like work. Yeah. Now, do do you got a favorite podcast you you listen to, or you you just like you know, hey, I'm just going to keep doing my thing. I, I don't need to listen to nobody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my favorite podcast right now is the All Deaf Squadcast, and okay. it's a debate style show where they have uh, versus conversations about you know two different uh, subjects like. Uh, Power Rangers versus Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. Now, nine times out of 10, they get off topic 90% of the time, <laughs> but that's what makes the show. Right, right. You know, so it, it's something that I listen to and I watch on YouTube. Um, I follow them. You know, they're available everywhere. Podcasts are available also. But um, that really saved me during the quarantine when everyone was on lockdown like that yeah. was my my go-to thing it released every monday morning on youtube and when i couldn't watch it you know i, I hop on spotify and i listen to it there so that'll be my favorite uh podcast right now and hopefully one day i say they'll say the same thing about my show and about your show you know indeed indeed what what well thanks Thanks, Big T, man. I uh, really appreciate you, you know, uh, for stopping through. Uh, go ahead right now. Drop those links for us. You know, tell us where we can find the show and where we can get in touch with you if we want to connect with you 
and you know socials whatever the case may be okay um you can find me at youtube twitter instagram and facebook at i can't with a k make this up podcast same name across all social medias i'm also available everywhere podcasts are available anchor spotify apple google youtube you name it i'm on it perfect perfect all right well, well thanks a lot once again for coming through uh shopping talk you know shopping talk uh, with us uh, so ladies and gentlemen boys and girls out there if you happen to be uh made it this far and still listening you know go ahead grab those uh links up right now and uh check them out and don't forget to share this wonderful episode recorded with someone you know someone you don't know uh, as it does help to further the message does help to you know get the word out about uh, Big T's uh, show. I can't make this up. Uh, so, you, you, you know, uh, with that being said, uh, as well, don't forget to leave a comment, uh, subscribe uh, to the show. If you haven't subscribed to the show, um, subscribe to uh, Big T's uh, show as well. Uh, that's important too. leave some reviews. Reviews do help. Uh, so, you know, get those reviews, get that review count up uh, for us as well. And, uh, you know, so keep keep rocking with us. You know, we got more on the way. Um, this is DJ Potential on the Kinetic PE Mix Show, the only show where you can make a real transformation, listening to the vibes and listening to your real stories and um, and just great messages like the one you just heard. So until next time, many blessings, peace, and lots of love. We're out. You and me will always be tight, family, every single day and night. I've been testing this new fragrance, and I'm very, very, very particular about the fragrances I use. It is called Dream Love 1000, and underneath the logo, how cute, it says, Attract Your Man. I don't know if it's going to focus, but it says it right here, Dream Love 1000. And in that little heart right there, it says attract your man. And what I found is that they've sold like millions of bottles within the last 20 years. So, so many people are into this. And it has this like ingredient, this, this thing in it, this compound in it that makes, that's like proven to make your man more, not more attracted, but like more sensual and just like, eh, you know, like it's like when you're smelling a really good food that you just really want to eat or if you you know like you know it's just very like tantalizing so yeah I did some research um, on the company and it has this um, it's like this ingredient like white musk and it's supposed to be very like sensual and attract people around you and just make everyone want to jump on you I sprayed it a couple times and I was like okay let's try it let's see what happens I did not tell him that I had this on okay and i'm telling you i had to stop the shoot a couple times because he just was so handsy like kept saying like you smell so good like oh my god what's that smell like mm, you smell so good i feel like as a woman we always want to be sexy and you know you want your spouse to be attracted to you so this is something that I found to be irresistible for my man, y'all. Oh, and this video is not sponsored, y'all. Like, this is, I went out and I got my bottle. So, you go out and you get yours if you want your man to not be able to keep his paws up, you feel me? 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Is inflation taking a bite out of your grocery budget? Andrews Federal Credit Union is here to help. Introducing our Inflation Buster Share Certificate with 5% APY for seven months now through December 14th. Bring your money to Andrews Federal Credit Union today. The Inflation Buster account must be open with new money. Andrews Federal Credit Union membership is not just for the military. We also serve the community. Visit andrewsfcu.org. Federally insured by NCUA. Membership eligibility required. APY equals annual percentage yield. Must have a $1,000 minimum balance to earn advertised APY. 